With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Kimmer Show podcast is proudly brought to you by Showcase Photo and Video. This is your formerly alive announcer, Don Pardo, and you're listening to a replay of The Kimmer, courtesy of The Hangman and John Boy. You know, the only two people who do any real work around here? Be sure to tune in Monday through Friday, noon to three, on News Radio 1067. One day, we'll all look back on The Kimmer Show, laugh nervously, and change the subject. (laughs) The Kimmer Show on News Radio 106.7. So you're the balloon. You've got that helium. And we travel with you through the string. We're going up there with you. Even though we're Uh, on the ground, we can't fly, I can't sing, I can't make music. This is actually an album. I can buy it. Here we go. So I can get a balloon. I can't fly, but I can get a helium balloon. This may be one of the dumbest records I've ever, the beginning of which I've ever heard. I used to put my faith in the yard. Now communication is gone. That is a guy named Wale. Spelled W-A-L-E. Wale. And apparently, one of his biggest fans is a girl who cheated on um, uh, with a married man and broke up his marriage and then later married him. That girl being Jessica Seinfeld. Who uh, broke up Jerry Seinfeld and uh, break up the marriage of the woman that uh, that she was married to? She was married to the guy, and then uh, on her honeymoon, she met Jerry. And <laughs> well, just saying. <laughs> well, she's a homewrecker. I mean, come on. Anyway, and so is Jerry Seinfeld. It's a homewrecker. He, he started fooling around with a married woman who just came off her honeymoon. Met her at the health club and hingity hangity boongity bongity and there you are. Anyway, so anyway, Jessica Seinfeld is a huge fan of this guy Wale, and so she convinced Jerry, her husband, to do a smash hit album with him, and it's called the album about nothing, and it's number one on the Billboard 200 you the charts. You got that number one on the album charts. Uh, she says uh, Wale says he and Jerry have a natural chemistry and calls Jerry Seinfeld super smart. So there you are. I (laughs) I can't believe it. Yeah, I know. I know. (laughs) Anyway, it's only the camera. How's it going? 1206 on News Radio 1067. By the way, I will mention no names, but I thought it was relatively amusing. And uh, we've all been there before when I was hearing, I I was saying unnamed, I won't even mention the station we heard it on, but an unnamed uh, news reporter describing the gorilla transfer. Uh, from Atlanta as uh, having a couple of low-life gorillas. <laughs> I, I don't think he or she meant low-life gorillas. I think he or she meant low-land gorillas. <laughs> but uh, I suppose they were uh, raised on the wrong side of the tracks in Kenya. I don't know. Who am I to say? I mean, may, I know. I'm just saying it's possible. I could be. It could be wrong. I don't know. I'm not making judgments. I'm just saying. All right. Anyway, it's only me. It's only the camera. Look out. Here we go. We'll have news lights coming up, sponsored by The Siding Doctor. Also, we'll talk about, oh, Arnold Palmer. I wish they hadn't come out with these excerpts of, of the book about him in Sports Illustrated. I mean, he's ruining my whole image. Arnold Palmer as a hound, as a real lady killer back in the day. Oh, yeah. oh Arnie, I don't want to hear it. I'm sorry.
Anyway, uh, the California judge lowers a rapist's prison term because uh, after the boy raped, uh, the 20-year-old raped a 3-year-old girl, the judge said, well, he expressed remorse. It would be cruel and unusual punishment to sentence him to 25 to life like he's supposed to get by law. Plus, he didn't really uh, create, uh, do her any violence. He raped a three-year-old girl, and the judge said he did not commit any violence. Uh-huh. We'll get to that in a moment. Also, the Secret Service. Another supervisor in trouble, Xavier Morales, apparently was doing some uh, dirty chick talk to a, a woman who works with the Secret Service. The man's Spanish. His name is Xavier Morales. Come on, you got to flirt with the ladies if you're a Spanish guy. Give me a break. He just had a party to, to acknowledge his new promotion, and they got a little carried away, and he started hitting on this chick. You know, he's Spanish, for God's sakes. And she got all, she, she says he grabbed her, tried to kiss her, and he was talking about making love and wanted to matter and all this kind of stuff. Listen, all right, this is the truth of what happened. It's a complete, this is a statement from Secret Service Supervisor Xavier Morales to the Kimmer today. I sent up an email up there and he responded just a few moments ago. This is the official statement from Xavier Morales at the Secret Service. This is a complete misunderstanding. Supervisor Morales was describing to the attractive underling that he wanted to mount her campaign for improved working conditions. Her campaign, you see, to mount her campaign. Further, Xavier still struggles a bit with his English, and when he referred to roaming those heavenly globes, he was referring to the space satellites that hover over North America, providing necessary strategic information. Yeah. Now, see? Come on. <laughs> Additionally, Mr. Morales mispronounced a key phrase involving the throngs in the month of training, which the young lady misheard as tongue-in-my-mouth baby. Now, see again? Oh. It could come out differently when you're speaking Spanish. Totally innocent. Thirdly, Agent Morales is embarrassed that the young lady thought something else entirely when he was talking about ordering some heavy equipment from overseas for construction purposes, which is actually called a Puerto Rican pile driver. So again, also Agent Morales wishes to offer his apology for the sloppy syntax he employed while telling the young lady it was particularly nice weather. He actually meant it. And thinking the young lady was musically inclined, he was only anticipating his own personal hobby after hours in the Secret Service band, and she totally misheard that whole banging-like-a-bass-drum proposal. Plus, those fur-covered handcuffs are not government issue, but his own personal property. And he was talking about communication skills when he actually meant he wanted to get something straight between them, and that he was behind her all the way. Again, too many people jump to conclusions before hearing all the facts but Agent Xavier Morales says mistakes happen, and he is certainly willing to kiss and make up. So, again, I just think we should give the man the benefit of the doubt. You can't spell moral without Morales. Exactly. <laughs> can't spell moron without more either. So, <laughs> anyway, 1211, it's only the camera on News Radio 1067. What else we got here? Oh, we'll have some uh, test answers you won't believe. Hillary's campaign's imploding and hasn't even started yet, and that's a liberal saying that. Also, who didn't know that girls are not going to do as well as the men in uh, Marine Corps officer combat training? Are you serious? Why do we even have to do this? I, I'm just, I'm, come on, you're killing me. And, I don't, and you can call me all the kind, uh, kind of names you want. I do not want to be in combat in a fighting hole with a girl. I, I mean, I'm, it's, just, it's just not right. For one thing, if girls are in the front lines of combat, girl, women, female, call them what you want, uh, they're, if they get kidnapped and captured, uh, they're going to be raped. And, and, and women are the ones who have the babies. The only people who can continue the human race are one man and all the women. Women have the babies. If we kill our women, we don't have any more babies.
Save the women. Don't put them in the front lines of combat. And secondly, thirdly, fourthly, and 27,000th, I don't want to have some Marine worried about taking care of a girl because he's an honorable man who doesn't want to see the lady get in trouble from the enemy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just true. Come on, you're killing me. It's, are you telling me that it's, it's unfair to believe that in this day and age? I'm not changing. And I don't think I'm the one who's wrong. Women, come on. It's just, it's just nonsense. Iron my shirt. <laughs> That's out of context, mister. The Kimmer Now. Like news, weather, and traffic on your ride home. Yeah, on news Radio 1067. <laughs> there we go. Now we're talking. Hey, this is Mark Lemke. Hall of Famer. And this portion of our show is brought to you by the Atlanta Braves. Oh, the Braves. Unlike today's Kimmer show. Yeah. The Braves have gotten off to a good start. <laughs> Boy, did that opening segment suck. Oh, wait a minute. And now here's your host until tomorrow, the camera. Uh, you heard something? <laughs> Look out. 12.20 and it's only the Kimmer. It's only me. <laughs> Let me tell you a story about a bold wheel. 1988. Now, some of you may not know. The world of music lost a famous a singer wheel. named Brooke Benton. The Bull Weevil song he died after an illness in New York. He also sang Frankie and Johnny, and among other things. Never heard of Brooke Benton? You never heard this song? Nobody. I, I, well, I know John Boy's never heard it, but Mike P, come on, you're this is a, I can't believe it. All right, I'll play the chorus just for ten seconds. Here we go. The farmer's into the Bull Weevil. Hey, why'd you pick my farm? You don't remember the I see you on the square. Well, never mind. All right, anyway, Brooke Benton's died. So. <laughs> a couple of birthdays. Actress Kristen Stewart from the Twilight movies is 25 today. We gotta have a home. Gotta have a home. You never heard? I can't believe it. All right, Leo. Kristen Stewart's 25. Um, actress Elle Fanning, who I believe is Dakota Fanning's little sister, I'm guessing. The movie Because of Winn-Dixie, Elle Fanning is 17 today. And this was the day in 1942, American and Philippine defenders on Bataan surrendered to the Japanese. That surrender was followed in 1942 by the notorious Bataan Death March. Brutal. 12:22 already on News Radio. Want to say, hey, there's a newsmaker line. By golly, let's use on the old uh, newsmaker line. Good afternoon. Kevin, this is Charles Barkley calling. <laughs> Charles, how you doing, sir? I don't normally weigh in on foreign policy, but these Iranian leaders are terrible. They're knuckleheads. <laughs> they can't be trusted. <laughs> they can't be trusted. This Hussein Rouhani guy already yeah. done changed the deal he made with put it tat That's right. That's the fact, yeah. you know? He said he wants all the sanctions lifted or he's not signing. I mean, change the deal after the fact. Now, here's something that Kim and P. Davis wouldn't know nothing about, you know? <laughs> what did Rouhani do? Promise to build Obama a new studio or something? <laughs> we, we thought we had a deal. They told us we had a deal. I... He swore he'd get rid of that Ayatollah guy, but he hired him, man. I mean, it's terrible what these people do. I guess everybody's doing the cross fingers behind their back trick. I don't know. <laughs> Especially when it comes to the Kim, yeah, man. apparently. Man, I'm worried about the Atlanta Hawks, Kim. Are you, sir? Really worried? Well, you know, last time I checked, it ain't easy to shoot three pointers and handcuffs, man. <laughs> Although Herman Cain has learned to write a check in a pair of them, but that's <laughs> <whole other story. laughs> How do you spell our baby again? <laughs> yeah, that's a police auxiliary fund. I, <laughs> I put shucky duck in the subject line. That way Mrs. Amen Cain won't know what the hell is about. Is it true that Coach Budenholz held a team meeting last night at one police plaza? That's what I heard. <laughs> 
think so. You know those Atlanta Hawk players yeah. are arrested for obstructing justice yeah. after witnessing a stabbing up in New York City. Yeah, New York. You know, it's too bad that neither one of them had the bloody knife in their hand, then D.A. Paul Curly Howard would have gotten all the charges <laughs> dropped. <laughs> That's right. Like you Lewis. know the difference between the Fulton County DA's office and the Jerry Lewis telethon? No, I don't, sir. I don't know. That. I don't remember that one either. We may need to move <laughs> on. <laughs> this GOP presidential race be heating up, Camel. Is that right? I heard yesterday Savannah Guthrie let Rand Paul have it. I mean, I know she's a slut and all of I know, I know that she's a student of the Cassine no, Reed Guide to Family Planning with a <laughs> wedding shower and a baby shower on the same day. And by the way, what a cute little bastard. But Savannah <laughs> no, Guthrie, you telling me. No, sir. She actually let Rand Paul have it <laughs> no, on national no, TV. No, they were... Did they bring in a stepladder so little Rand <laughs> could were... mount a defense to the... It was oh, wait a, a verbal battle, sir. A ver- oh, they just let verbally. him verbally have it. To ver- oh, he ver- arguing. She verbally were... let him have yeah. it. Yeah, I'm sorry, but that's a really good thing, Kemmer, because, <laughs> yes, you know, sir. it would have upset Mrs. Paul. Is that right? And speaking of Mrs. Paul, I'd like to say good afternoon <laughs> to all the ladies <laughs> in the chemistry. show. I don't know why. Oh, I remember now. <laughs> yes, sir. I remember at the DA office of Paul Howard, everybody walked. <laughs> I knew. <laughs> Sometimes it's better to save those for later, isn't it? Great <laughs> to be on this show. I Thank you. think I should have saved it. Three ten or Another something day. like that, you know. <laughs> It's all right, Charles. Always an honor, my friend. I need to break these things out on the on the Rock 100 Morning Show when nobody will be listening. Just you know, to test them. Just you. test the like waters. The, the cat skills of radio, <laughs> you know, place to be your, bad. Stick your toe in for a minute. That's, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thank you, Charles. <laughs> Look out. Mercy. <laughs> How are we doing, boys? Everything all right? Outstanding. 1225, it's only the camera on News Radio 1067. 844-404-1067. 844-404-1067. Al Sharpton's at it again. Have you heard the latest on this? <laughs> Al Sharpton is calling for a national federal police force. I think he wants to pattern it after some group he mistakenly identified as the Nazis. Yeah, I think that was uh, the Nazis uh, from many years ago. N-A-Z-I, Nazis. That's what he's going to have a federal police force. And by the way, even have you ever heard Sharpton uh, he, on his own TV show, Al Sharpton uh, sounds like this when he's trying to read the teleprompter. Thanks Good evening, to Ralph. you, Ed. <laughs> Is this Crown Hog Day 2? Crown. We are watching... That was Attorney General Eric Holder, ABDs, about some Republicans at home. He's reading on the teleprompter. Already beating the drums of war. Today, the Pentagon refuted that claim. Pentagon. He said the American people do not want him to, quote, dwindling. He, they, they do not want him <laughs> dwindling his thumbs. You can get a gig as dwindling. a a contortionist, intravenous fluids and pills coated uh, with galette, uh, gelatin. We don't <laughs> leave our women or I believe women that's gelatin. Or men in uniform behind. It's a monument to the hubris of Dick Cheney. Representative Raul Ara uh, Labrador. Years of, abu- <laughs> of abuse. I personally you stupid tax cheating freak, race baiting divider, hate monger. Soon to be former you Congress. Speak English, but twenty seven for crying out loud. This is Judge Smales, and you're listening to a replay of the Kim Peterson show. I told Kimra if this radio thing doesn't work out, don't worry. 
The world needs ditch diggers, too. <laughs> Don't forget the Kimmer's on Monday through Friday, noon to 3, on News Radio 1067. This is Marv Albert, and Marv. this portion of the yes. Kimmer Show is brought to you by the Atlanta Hawks. Ah, the Hawks. Don't forget, Hawk fans, Friday is autographed mugshot night. <laughs> yes! And now here's your host, the Kimmer. Ah, thank you. Yes, it's only me. It's only the Kimmer on News Radio, 1067, 1235. Yeah, rains are coming, but it looks like a great weekend ahead. That's a good news. And there's your favorite artist, Pete. Oh, <laughs> Barry Manilow. And by the way, I remember you know, when I come in in the morning, when I'm home, I, I'm doing all my news stuff and getting things for several hours before I actually come into work. But then as I'm driving in, I listen to probably six or seven or eight different radio stations. I mean, we all, you know, we see what's going on, what people are talking about and what's happening, so on and so forth. Of two or three of the of the music playing radio stations this morning said, "Hey, Barry Manilow got married. He did. Oh yeah, he married his longtime manager and all that. Oh, that's great. That's great." Okay. okay. Turns out his manager's name is Gary. Uh, don't you think that might have been part of the story? Barry Manilow married a guy. Don't you think that's maybe just a little bit part of the freaking story? My God, I couldn't believe it. There's like, I mean, my old. Jeez. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> I mean, it's an issue. Not that anybody cares. Thank you. <laughs> they invited 30 of their closest friends to his Palm Springs home and called it a lunch gathering. They were going to go to a lunch. They showed up and realized it was a wedding. Barry Manilow is 71, and this guy, Gary, has been his manager for quite a while. Uh, Barry Manilow was married to a girl back in the 1960s. But he's gay and he married a guy in Palm Springs, California. So there you are, Barry Manilow and his new bride, Gary. So I congratulations, sir. Double sir, is I anyway, yeah. Okay. I uh, know I have no I mean, you know, whatever. I don't have a you know You're not trying to kiss me on the lips, so I don't give a <laughs> And by the way, this song Mandy, it was supposed to be called Brandy. Not after the hot little brandy from down the hall, but no, I was mean. But uh, but the problem was uh, that sailor uh, brandy, the sailor uh, brandy, you'd make a fine, fine sailor girl. man, fine girl, uh, make a fine sailor wife. But my love is the sea, brandy, brandy. That song came out right before he was doing this. So we had to change it to Mandy, <laughs> but he was he was his song was brandy. Anyway, just a little piece of information for you. It has absolutely no meaning whatsoever. Thank you. All right, 1237 here. <laughs> What's that? There's one segment down. Yeah, well, it's closer to three. <laughs> that's my that's my goal. <laughs> get to three, baby. Just get to three. <laughs> go play with my horse. <laughs> or, or go clean the mud off my horse. Sorry, this time of year I get up there and he's solid mud, you know, and so that means it's bath time every stinking day. But it's fine. I love the guy. All right, look. Uh, 844-404-1067. Let's give away some tickets here, too. Let's, we got bunches of tickets. My goodness gracious. And don't forget, you can listen to The Kimmer Show on our official podcast if you go to newsradio1067.com and click on the old Kimmer or something or other there, uh, emoji or icon or bar or something or other, and you can listen to any show we've done since the first of the year. They're all available. They're all out there. And I think John Boy and uh, Hangman put their John Boy puts those on every almost pretty much every day, right? So uh, you can always pick up the Kimmer Show stuff on, on uh, uh, newsradio1067.com, sponsored by Showcase Photo and Video. Yeah. And the Kimmer will be making a rare a public appearance at Showcase Video and Photo on Saturday, May 2nd. 
from I think noon to two, and we're going to try to raise some money for wounded warriors. And uh, so, if you want to like get a picture taken or something or other, uh, an autograph or shake hands, just say hi. We'd love to bring you a couple of bucks to do- put in the kitty for the wounded warriors. Yeah, we'll talk more about it as we get closer. But it's Saturday, May second, at noon for a couple hours at Showcase Photo and Video. All right, eight four 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 zero four ten sixty seven eight four 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 zero four ten sixty seven. Uh, so many things. Oh, and and for those of us who have been uh, longtime listeners, the Gimmer from years ago, you know, Pete and I worked together thirty years ago, or almost. Is that, is that, is that, well, well, twenty five, early nineties, <laughs> twenty five years 25, almost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My God, do you believe it? <laughs> anyway, one of the girls who was in our uh, when, in our employ for a while as a young girl came right out of college, I believe, was Vivian, who was an intern and did some new things, and I and she was uh, quite attractive, and I used to call her Va 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 Vivian. Well, I, the other day, I'm, this was 1992 or 93, something like that, okay? The other day, I'm at Publix up in Alpharetta, and son of a gun, I hear this uh, attractive blonde say, Kimmer! I turn around, and it's Vavava Vivian. Yeah. Haven't seen her in tw- almost 25 years, yeah. <laughs> and she looked great. <laughs> of course, she's got three kids now, but anyway, just to pass along. It's fun meeting people you haven't seen in a while. No, now stop. That had nothing to do with anything. All right, 1240, it's only the Kimmer on News Radio uh, 1067. Uh, 844-404-1067, 844-404-1067. Willie Nelson has a new brand of weed he's uh, selling, he's marketing. Really? Yeah. He's, he's in, lives in Texas now, and he's marketing his Willie Nelson weed for uh, states that make it legal. Also, uh, we will talk about Sofia Vergara. We'll talk about animal stories. Alaska Airlines kicking off a cancer woman. Did you hear this story? This is making the web all over the place. 1240, by the way, is our time. Um do we have a name on this, or is that just no a thing? Uh, a woman was on an Alaska Airlines flight flying from Hawaii to the mainland. And she got on the plane, and which is, you know, overseas. It's, uh, from there, to, from Hawaii to California is four, five hours, four something hours. like that. I've flown to Hawaii where it's an 11, 10-hour flight. But from the coast, well, from Atlanta, yeah. you know, you fly Atlanta, you land in, in San Antonio or someplace, okay. or Dallas, and then you go back. I mean, so you're 12 or 13 hours on the plane. Anyway. Uh, this it's like a five hour flight. So she got on the plane and then she put on a face mask and said she didn't feel well and she felt weak. So the pilot said, uh, pilot somebody decided the uh, the crew decided. Well, it's probably better that you don't take this flight because it's a you know it's a five hour flight over the ocean and if you're sick, you know my God. And she started complaining because she said I have cancer, and they're kicking me off the plane because I have cancer. I, they're kicking me off the plane because I have cancer. I can't believe. Well, that's not why they're kicking you off the plane. Now she, so she complained, and, and Alaska Airlines had to apologize. And they said, you know, they gave her money back and refunded her uh, extra hotel room stay because they felt bad that they kicked her off the plane. They didn't do anything wrong. If the woman looked like she was going to pass out or be sick or not make it or die in the middle of the airline flight, the pilot had the right to say, wait a minute, we've got a flight, five-hour flight over water, and you want to get on the plane and you look like you're going to die? I mean, he was just being the, doing the prudent thing. How'd you like to be on a plane where a lady gets on and says, I don't feel good, I, I feel weak, I have cancer, I got a face mask, and oh boy, and you go sit next to her for five hours? I mean, I don't think he did anything unreasonable. My God. It's a little thing like cancer. <laughs> you know, I had that. <laughs> I know, I know. It's, I, but you know, it's just, it's just everybody's, and it's all social media. Everything is social media. The cop shot in North Charleston, South Carolina. Social media, phone, uh, you know, yeah. the web. Uh, everything's social media. All those cases of everything is social media. And this is another social media, cell phone, video, boom on the web, internet sensation because the lady wouldn't, couldn't fly. So now Alaska Airlines is embarrassed because of this when actually they didn't do anything wrong. My God. Put away your stinking phones and act like Americans again. 1242. Twice came in and 
shot the teller and Jim fell. No, he only shot the teller. Jim Johnson fell as ill. Okay, then after he shot the teller, you shot twice. <laughs> no, I only shot once. <laughs> I feel like I came in the middle of something. I... The Kimmer Now and news, weather, and traffic on your ride home on News Radio 1067. I'm Bob Schieffer, hey, and this portion of the Kimmer Show is brought to you by Face the Nation, Face the Nation. where I prove that when it comes to ratings, yeah. I'm just a regular guy. <laughs> and yes, Larry, I would like to supersize. <laughs> and now here's your host, Kim Peterson. Twelve fifty-one. Look out! It's only me. It's only the Kimber News Radio 1067. I got you Thursday. Dave Parader from the duo Sam and Dave. Dave died in a car wreck in Georgia on this day in 1988. Ah, ah, ah. A couple of birthdays for you. Actress Leighton Meester from Gossip Girl is 29. Actor Jay Baruchel from Knocked Up and Tropic Thunder is 33. For the record there. Uh, let's see, it's only the Kimmer. Also on this day in history, April 9th, 1865, General Robert E. Lee surrendered his army to Union General Ulysses S. Grant at Appomattox Courthouse in Virginia. The surrender this day in 1865. All right, look out. It's only me. It's only Kimmer, 1252 on News Radio 10. Oh, sweetness bell. A sweetness bell after that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, hold everything. Hold everything. I got a sweetness bell. How about this? I've got the sweetness bell. All right, here's the sweetness bell. Oh, wait, is that the newsbreaker line ready to go? Well, let's postpone the sweetness bell. I want to get to the newsbreaker line. The newsbreaker line always takes priority. Shut up with that bell. It's going sideways. Never mind. It's a newsbreaker line. Good afternoon. I grew up in Brooklyn. My mama used to make blueberry pie. I'd sneak and eat the pie, get it all over my face. This is our shopping calling camera. Rambling. And, how you doing, Al? Why are you making fun of my idea of a national police force? I think it's a great idea. Do you? Uh-huh. I mean, I've already paid good money to have Value City design the uniform. <laughs> I forget the men in blue that I'll shop the police force will be the men's in lavender. <laughs> and I... We're going to have a matching crown freshener for the squad car and a rent-to-own CB radio. It'll be great. You're going to have those little high heels with the goldfish in the bottom there? Hey, let me write that down. It's a great idea. Oh, by the way, my men in lavender, I didn't mean the bridesmaids at the Bad Manilow uh, wedding, neither, you know. I understand Kevin Spacey caught the bouquet. <laughs> No, it's National Police Force. It's going to be great, Kimmel. We great. got a new slogan for the Obama shop, the National Police Force. Oh, what would that be called, sir? Don't shoot till you see the whites. <laughs> <laughs> I heard our newscast representative Tyrone Brooks yeah. resign as expected to plead guilty to spending money more for a charity. Yeah, charity. Who the hell does Tyrone think he is? Sean Hannity or something? <laughs> I mean, at least Tyrone didn't steal from wounded soldiers or nothing, you know? <laughs> I understand Tyrone Brooks turned out an offer from the prosecution for a work release, Kim. Is that right? Turn it down. I think it was the work part that Tyrone <laughs> objected to. It. If it had been a nap release, a recline release, a shrub-off release, you know, a Gold brick release or a loaf release? Loaf release, <laughs> slough off release. 
You know, Taro got his own new breakfast sandwich over there at McDonald's. He has a new breakfast sandwich? What's yeah, that? Yeah, it's called a do-nothing McMuffin, man. It's great. You should try it sometime, you know. I think they even got it in Blueberry or something. But anyway, before I go on a serious note. Yes, sir. I want you to remember these words of wisdom from Al Shop. All right, sir. We much resist, but resist we much. We must and we mill much about that. We much and much we will. Never forget. <laughs> Gotta write that down. Great Thanks, to be on the Reverend. Show. Yeah, really great to have you aboard. Yeah, see, it was a rent to own radio. Rent to own. <laughs> Walkie talkie. <laughs> Thank you so much. 12.55. Yeah, he wants a federal police force. <laughs> All right, then. Here we are. Some children's answers to right. test questions that should have gotten them a complete A, and instead they got a zero. For example, uh, let's see. Here we are. Um, Miranda can't see anything when she looks down her microscope. Suggest one reason why not. Answer, she's blind. <laughs> Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, name six animals which live specifically in the Arctic. Name six animals which live specifically in the Arctic. The little boy wrote two polar bears and four seals. <laughs> <laughs> what did Mahatma Gandhi and Genghis Khan have in common? The little boy answered, unusual names. <laughs> What are the three things you want to do in the future? One, get a girlfriend. Two, kiss her. Three, rule the world. <laughs> uh, here's a question for a seventh grader. Can a man still reproduce with only one testicle? Answer, nah, girls don't find that tra- attractive at all. <laughs> in a word, describe school. He wrote, hell. <laughs> Anyway, just a few of the kids' least questions on News Radio 1067. All right, it's on the camera. We're gonna. I promise you, Jim, hold on. We'll give away tickets at one o'clock. I don't know what. Well, uh, I don't know how yet, but we'll do it. Eight four 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 zero four ten sixty seven. You can call during the one o'clock news or just after it, and we'll put you on hold and we'll give away Braves tickets to opening night Friday. This Friday night, tomorrow night, night. opening game tomorrow night, home opener. The Braves got two tickets. We'll give them away after the one o'clock news. Twelve fifty seven. Now with the camera on News Radio 1067. John Williams from Showcase Photo and Video had lunch over at the Atlanta Botanical Gardens, and he says it's beautiful and picture perfect. He urges everyone who's planning to attend to make sure they come by Showcase to get all your photo gear so you can take amazing pictures of those tulips and beautiful garden. Showcase Photo and Video at the corner of La Vista and Cheshire Bridge, Atlanta's finest photo and video equipment dealer. Visit them at showcaseinc.com or call 404-325-7676. That's 404-325-7676. Showcase. Photo and video. This is Robin Leach. You're listening to a replay of The Kimmer Show. And I don't know why. Be sure to tune into The Kimmer Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on News Radio 1067. The Kimmer is dark and handsome. Well, when I don't want It's dark. <laughs> he's handsome. Oh, the minute, Kimmer right. Show on News tough Radio crowd, 1067. Thank you so much. All right, look out. Here we go. Stand by. <laughs> 105, and it's only me. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to give away these opening home opener tickets for tomorrow night. The Braves game here in just one second. 844-404-1067. And this is Twisted Sister. 
And it's kind of a sad announcement of sorts. Twisted Sister will honor their concert dates for the rest of this year, and then they're going to call it quits. You may recall that uh, drummer Mike Portnoy, well, the former Dream Theater drummer Mike Portnoy, will handle the drum duties because they just lost their drummer A.J. Pirro a couple of weeks ago. And they'll do true tribute shows in Pirro's honor. The first will be next month in Vegas, and then later on in June in New Jersey. And they're going to do a 40th anniversary tour that will wrap it up, and then they're going to disband. Call it quits. But they've been around for a while, so uh, but it's still kind of a sad thing that it's, it's the end of Twisted Sister, anyway. All right, there we go. Here we go. Uh, a couple of quick uh, birthday news. Naturalist Jim Fowler is 85 today. He's the one who worked with Marlon Perkins, right? <laughs> Wild Kingdom. Uh, this is Marlon Perkins. I'll be sitting up here on shore while Jim goes down to wrestle the angry alligator in Lake Kichikumi. Good luck to you, Jim. I'll be watching safely up here. Marlon never seemed to get his hands dirty. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, Jim Fowler's freaking 85 today. Hugh Hefner, who founded Playboy, Hugh Hefner's 89. Man. <laughs> Good for you. I got 106. Let's get to the phones. 844-404-1067. Let's do it. We're going to put calls on, and, I, and let me ask you a question. Let's get uh, Jeff on number one, Pete. Uh, Jeff, welcome to the Kimmer Show. How's it going, sir? Good, good. Thank you. Do you remember the first year you went to a Braves game, actually went to a Braves game? That would be 1970. Okay. Well, that's the first year Pete went, 45 yeah. years ago. And Jim on two on News Radio 106.7. Jim, when did you go first go to a Braves game? Jimmer, I remember it well. It was 1978, and Ted Turner owned the owned the Braves. Yeah, was... and about 45 people showed up for the game we laid out <laughs> to go to. I remember those days, Jim. All right, thanks. Here's uh, is that Mal's Mal's or uh, who, I, who's this? <laughs> Mal. Hello. Hello. Who's this? M A L S. M A L S. Okay. Uh, what first year did you go to the Braves game? 1975. 75, another good year. All right. How about John on line four, News Radio 1067? When year did you go to the first Braves game, John? Uh, I think it was 97. And do you remember who you my played? Daughter and her friend. Uh, I think played Pittsburgh, and Greg Maddox was pitching. Excellent. And was that the first time you took your daughter to a Braves game or to a ball game? Yeah. Ah, uh, cool. That's a great yeah, I love taking recently. Excellent. Uh, Austin on News Radio 1067. What year did you go to the Braves game first time, Austin? Justin. Justin, I'm sorry. It's Justin. My bad. Yeah, probably about 2000. Okay. Hold on a second. And uh, Deli- it's uh, Delia, or, uh, Delia or Delilah? I'm not sure. Delilah? Delilah. Hi, Delilah. Hello, Hi. Delilah. What year did you go to the Braves game first time, sweet girl? 1976. 76. Another great year. All right. We'll put it on hold. Now, Pete? Uh, Pete is going to pick based on the first year, the longest year. That would be Jeff on line one. And, Jeff, you have one opening night tickets to the Braves game tomorrow night, sir. Outstanding red team. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, we'll put you back on hold. Have a great time at the ball. Hey, heartbreaker. No, no, we can. And, and thank you all the rest of you for playing, too. We're just kind of goofing around here and having some fun. And I will give away uh, other t- I have four more tickets to give away for Monday's game, a night game next Monday night, this coming Monday. Four tickets to take on the Marlins, and I'll give those away probably in the next hour or so. And I've got two football Georgia Tech tickets to give away for their home opener in September. 
And don't forget, uh, the Kimmer Podcast is sponsored by Showcase Photo and Video. If you want to, if you go to newsradio1067.com, you can look at or listen to any of the Kimmer pro- uh, programs from January 1st this year. And we got them all on there. John Boy takes care of that after the show. And uh, sponsored by uh, Showcase Photo and Video, where I will be making a rare a public appearance May 2nd, Saturday, May 2nd, about noon for a couple hours. And as we're going to embrace some money for wounded warriors and uh, have a little fun. All right, 844-404-1067. It's 109. Rand Paul, my goodness, I wonder whether you think this will help or not. Rand Paul was talking with Savannah Guthrie. Was it yesterday? They, um, I, it was this week. It might have been yesterday. I don't remember. And uh, she started asking a question that he didn't like in terms of its form. And so he uh, did this with Savannah Guthrie. Before we go through a litany of things you say I've changed on, why don't you ask me a question? Have I changed my opinion? Have you that changed would be your sort opinion? Of a better way to approach an interview. Okay. No, no. Is Iran well, I mean, still not a threat? No, 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 no. Listen, you've editorialized. Let me answer a question. You okay. ask a question and you say, "Have your views changed?" Instead of editorializing and saying my views have changed. Well, he he did a lot of those. No, 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 no's. And it was and, and 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 I think Pete thinks it might be a Reagan moment when Reagan said, "I paid for this microphone, Mister." I'm afraid that he's going to self-destruct and turn into the. They're going to start branding him like they did Bob Dole. Remember when Bob Dole ran for president? He was the firebrand. He was the tough guy. He was the one who didn't pull any punches, and he's and and they sort of branded him as uh, mean spirited. And Dole got a really bad reputation. He man was a war hero. He lost an arm in Italy, machine gunned by the Nazis. Uh, anyway, and, and Bob Dole was branded as a firebrand and a, and a and just a hard guy and a you know kind of a bad attitude and a nasty campaigner. And it wasn't really true at all. And Rand Paul, I don't know. Now, by the way, speaking of uh, politics and presidential politics, what's that? Oh, 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 yeah, that's another thing. The Rand Paul thing, where we said, no, 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 no. So this allowed, I love it when, 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 the, when the rock radio station morning shows uh, try to be newsy, and they say, I heard one guy this morning say, well, there's this guy, Rand something, a Paul, Mr. Paul, or Rand or somebody, he's running for an office, and, and he said this and this, but it sounded like the cats, and it gave them an excuse to play cat videos. So I'm going to play for you now so that I can be just like the rock and roll radio stations and know nothing about the news. They When they have Rand Paul going, no, 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 then they started playing this. No, 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 no. That's a cat. No, 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 no. That's a cat saying no, no, no. And they had a chance to play the no, no cat after Rand Paul. And then they had a chance. We have another cat. That's a cat. Before we go through a litany of things you say I've changed on, why don't you ask me a question? Have I changed my opinion? Have you changed your opinion? That would be sort of a better way to approach an interview. Okay. No, no. Is Iran well, I mean, still got, not a threat? No, 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 no. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, it's getting curiouser and curiouser. Now even a, a liberal is saying Hillary's campaign's already exploding and hasn't even started yet. Coming up, but first. <laughs> oh, you number one cat. Me love you a long time. The Kimmer Now and news, weather, and traffic on your ride home on News Radio 1067. Here we go. I say, I say, this is Foghorn Leghorn, son. Yes, sir. And this portion of the Kimma Show is brought to you by Masters defending champion Bubba Watson. I predict that Bubba will put up such a weak defense, he'll be signed by the Falcons. (laughs) I said, he'll put up a weak defense. It's a joke. (laughs) Thank you. Anyway, here's your host, Kim Peterson. 
And by the way, Pete, I assume the Falcons, they picked number eight in the draft. I assume they're going for a defensive pass rusher. I mean, oh, no, that's... Todd Gurley. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> yeah, the wounded. <laughs> the old Gimpy, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> How about another tight end? All right, <laughs> Hey, look out, it's 119 and it's only the Kibber. Speaking of golf and the Masters... Rory McIlroy got a lot of attention, even more than yesterday, from some teenage fans at the Masters. During the warm-up rounds, he played the Masters Par 3 contest at Augusta National with Niall Horan from One Direction as his caddy. So they were going for Zerk. And by the way, Jack Nicklaus had his first ever hole-in-one at the Par 3 contest yesterday. He'd never had a hole-in-one at the Masters Par 3 contest. In 50 years. You know, they showed it, but it looked to me like it hit the pole and then it bounced out away. No, no, that was that was a different one. Oh, then. a different one. Yeah, okay. his, but his shot landed. It's one of the par threes where you landed about 20 feet or 15 feet long, and it comes back down the hill and feeds into the hole. And he, it was his first time he's ever got a hole in one at the par three contest. I've only had one in my life. Really? If it was a River Pines, in fact, uh, here in, in Alpharetta. Well, thank God you had a witness. Jimmy Carter was there. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know who was there? My final wife. And I was only going to play nine holes. I said, well, we'll, we'll play nine holes because I didn't want to take the whole time because she was reading a book in the cart, stuff like that. And I got up. It was the, the par three. It goes downhill. It's about 190 yards. They had a five iron. The pin was over the back of the green, on the back part of the greens. So I never saw it actually go in the hole. I saw it going right at it. I said, oh, man, that could be close. That could be really close. Well, let's get Drove her on up the there. phone. And yeah, let's call her. Let, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to call her, but, uh, you know, the last time we had a conversation... Uh, you know, sometimes it just uh, it just doesn't really come out the way you you wanted it to, and 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 frequently, uh, <laughs> I can only find a son of a bitch. Stinking run! Where the hell did it go now? Yeah, yeah. Last time we had a conversation, it went like this. He said, "When's that porch gonna get painted?" And that litter box. It's been three weeks. Three weeks, and to think I could have married Don One twenty-one. <laughs> Gonna get the black crows back together. Yeah, I think we could erase this part of the show for the podcast and all. I, it's a newsmaker line. Now we're talking. Let's see who's on the old newsmaker line. There. Good afternoon. Hey, Kim, I'm moving along. You know, <laughs> I tell you, I'm all right now. But last week I was in rough shape. Yeah, you good know, to hear that, Rodney. What's up, man? Last week I went to a stabbing. A Hawks game broke out. Are you kidding? <laughs> Hey, you know the difference between Atlanta Hawks, Tab- Tabo Cephalosi, and Jerry Farber? No, I don't, sir. Well, Tabo got booked last night. He got booked? <laughs> <laughs> hey, your wife witnessed your hole-in-one. How much jewelry did that cost you? <laughs> a diamond tennis bracelet. Yeah, my memory's getting a little bit better, yeah. Yeah, it's all go right in there. <laughs> no, I didn't see it bounce into the woods. Yeah, I tell you, big news, big news. Barry big Manilow, he tied the knot. Yeah, tied the knot. I hope he didn't make it too tight where his male bride can't breathe or nothing, you know? <laughs> I hear Barry and his uh, maid received some lovely wedding gifts. Kim, a very lovely. Lovely gifts, did they? I never heard of bite-sized pillows, but they sound kind of cute, you know? I guess they're kind of... <laughs> now, you mentioned Braves game. I'll never forget the first time I went to a Braves game at oh. the old Fulton County Stadium. The old yeah. stadium, yeah. Yeah, it was Lotrimon night. I'm sorry, it was Jacket night. I get those two confused. <laughs> the first 500 fans without a jacket got one. They had a name for it. I can't, I can't remember the name. It, it, yeah, I know. It's a good thing, you know. The second time I went to a Braves game, yeah, yeah. and they were honoring Atlanta area cab drivers. Oh, really? No kidding. 
It was turbanite. Turban. Oh! <laughs> Thank you. Turbanite. Turbans. You see, these are all known as jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, did you see where Frances Bean Cobain, the 22-year-old daughter of the late Kurt Cobain, yeah. says she really ain't a fan of her father's no, music? Not a fan of the music. Yeah, Frances says every time she hears her dad sing, she feels like her head's going to explode. <laughs> I mean, Frances is very critical of Kurt Cobain, Kim. She's critical, is she? She said it didn't take much gray matter to come up with that song, you know? I mean, what did he do? Fire off the first thing that came off the top of his head? Come on. I mean, I don't want to say Frances Cobain don't like her father's music. Doesn't like the music? Yeah, she said the best thing Kurt Cobain ever released in his life was the safety. Oh, no! Oh, God! What a crowd. Turbinite, it was the cab drivers. Turbinite for the cab drivers. Thank you so much, Rodney. You get a ride to the stadium and free tech support, you know? (laughs) (laughs) What a crowd. I'll pick you up in 15 seconds. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. my name is Billy Jim, yes. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you so much, Rodney. <laughs> hey, my laptop, it smells like curry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, mercy. It's only me. It's only the camera. 124 on News Radio 1067. Yes, it's true. The uh, the uh, liberal political reporter known as Glenn Thrush, a senior staff writer at Politico, which is a screaming leftist uh, organization, has now opined that Hillary Clintax's 2016 presidential campaign has already completely collapsed before it started. And he says this is a liberal Glenn Thrush, well-known liberal from uh, Politico. He says she shouldn't even bother entering the race. This is amazing. Politico is publishing stories detailing uh, Hillary Rodham Rodham's questionable treatment of the White House staff. Remember Travelgate? Yeah. She fired all the people and brought in her cronies and then denied she did anything wrong. Uh, The Clinton Foundation accepting millions of dollars from people like Morocco in return for an event with its king. That's payola. And Clinton, uh, Hillary Rodham Rodham's slipping poll numbers in Colorado and Iowa. A bad place to have slipping poll numbers in Iowa, incidentally. Uh, in the past, Thrush has been fairly forgiving when she screwed up the name of a civil rights hero a year ago during the American Bar Association speech. She claimed it was just a verbal typo. Uh, but that wouldn't be the first time Hillary screwed up her. This is what she actually said. This is an actual quote. I'm not making this up. March 11th last year. She was asked about her accomplishments, and she said, quote, My accomplishments as Secretary of State, well, I'm glad you asked. My proudest accomplishment in which I take the most pride, mostly because of the opposition it faced early on, you know, the remnants of prior situations and mindsets that were too narrowly focused in a manner whereby they may have been overlooked the bigger picture, and we didn't do that, and I'm proud of that. Very proud. I would say that's a major accomplishment. I have no idea what that was. That was her asked about her basic major accomplishment. My proudest accomplishment is which I take the most pride because the opposition it faced early on, you know, the remnants of prior situations and mindsets were too narrowly focused in a manner whereby they may have overlooked the bigger picture, and we didn't do that, and I'm proud of that. Very proud. I would say that's a major accomplishment. Oh, my God. You're going to put that on a uh, campaign slogan? It's going to be a large uh, billboard, maybe? She's Bumper nothing. sticker? She's done nothing! nothing! Except lie and scheme.
the little pretty and pink news conference arose for law firm records and suddenly popped up in the White House, uh, helping her husband condemn the nuts and sluts defense when he was a, a, a pig that he was, and she allowed it to happen because she made a contract with him. Oh, my God. Iron my shirt. <laughs> One twenty-seven. We'll give away these tickets now. We'll give away four tickets to Monday night's game next. Coming up, call at one thirty News on News Radio 106.7. This is Barack Obama, and you're listening to a replay of the Kim Peterson Show. And if you keep listening, you will be audited. Let me be clear. Don't forget, the Kimmer's on Monday through Friday, noon to 3, on News Radio 106.7. Hi, I'm Arnold Palmer, <laughs> hey, and this portion of the Kim Peterson Show yes, is brought to you by yeah. my interview in Sports Illustrated, <laughs> oh, where I reveal that back in the 60s, yeah. there was nothing that I like better than a tight lie, you know, <laughs> where you could get your club on it. Anyway, here is your host, The Kimmer. <laughs> Thank you, Arnie. I couldn't believe that article in Sports Illustrated. Arnold Palmer, just it's killing me with the, I mean, he's using... F-bombs and talking about all the women he nailed on the tour when he was young. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't want to think about it. I didn't want to finish the article. <laughs> anyway, Arnold Palmer's 85, I think. Or 80. God, is he 85? 79. I don't know. Jack Nicholas is 75. And, they, and, he, and he and Nicholas and our, uh, Gary Player all teed off for the honorary starting of the Masters this morning early. Uh, hit one tee shot. Anyway, uh, what else we got here? Now, this is Dave Ennis from Restless Heart, who's 56 today. A couple of birthdays. Michael Learned, the actress Michael, first name Michael Girl Learned, from Walton's is 76 today. And actress Cynthia Nixon from Sex in the City, who uh, came out as a lesbian a couple of years ago, is 49 today. Just a point of information. Uh, and one of the weirdest movies I ever saw, The Deer Hunter, won the Best Picture and Best Director Oscars in 1979. Oh, man. That was a hard movie. You ever see that one, John Boy? You ever, you know, you ever heard of it? I've never heard of it. The, you never heard of The Deer Hunter? Who's in it? Boy, uh, Jack Nicholson, uh, no, Cowbells. No, 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 Robert De Niro. Uh, Robert De Niro. Christopher Walken. And Chris, uh, Cowboy, Christopher Walken. And, and Marta, uh, Meryl Streep. Yeah, Meryl Streep was a girlfriend. John Savage is in it. Oh, uh, it's... Uh, it's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a war, Vietnam War story. Fredo, Fredo, Fredo. That's right, yeah. Fredo. Oh man, from uh, the Godfather. Godfather. Oh, hard, hard, hard movie. But it's it's worth seeing just to kind of kind of get a flavor of what it was. A it was an I guess an anti-war movie. I mean, in, in its nature, it was it was or wasn't depending on when you're looking. But it's a hard one of those hard. It's like Midnight Cowboy. It's a hard movie. It's a it's a rough movie. But it's a, it was a powerful one, and it won the Academy Award. It was definitely. A, you know, serious. I right, hold everything. Uh, you know, what? What now, I, Pete? I honestly, I, I don't know. What, I think you just came here to argue. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Did too. 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 844-404-1067. Put him on. <laughs> hey, John, how's it going, man? It's going great, man. How you doing? I'm doing fine. Who's your favorite, have an all-time favorite Blaves, Braves player from uh, from any time in your life? <laughs> John Smoltz. John Smoltz. I love John. I think John Smoltz is one of the great guys. He, when he, we were in Pittsburgh doing the playoff games, covering it in Pittsburgh, 
he would come over to the where the radio station was and just sit there just to be quiet and kind of look at people and learn things and stuff. And he was just the nicest guy you can th- and, and what a, and he'll he'll be a pro golfer one Great day too. Great analyst. By the way. And an excellent analyst. In fact, I saw him on replaying some of those old uh, uh, best uh, 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 ball games of all time and stuff. He was one of the commentators. He was great. And he is good. And he's on now. I don't see him very much, but is the MLB Network? Oh, he's on a lot. Yeah, okay. But but he was was occasionally a guest, I think, on ESPN, Monday Night Football or Baseball or something. But I think now with Major League Baseball, you can see him a lot more. Anyway, all right, we'll put John on hold, John Smoltz. And here's Double John. Hey, John, you got a favorite Braves player of all time? Yeah, Cameron, for playing ability, it's got to be Henry Aaron. Aha. Uh-huh. And how about as a, as a personality? Any, anybody that kind of sticks uh, out? Not, not so much. Not so much. All but right. Play, as far as playing ability, yeah. it's uh, it's got to be Henry Aaron. Well, you got to think about Henry. And, of course, you know, it's funny, Dale Murphy, who never made it to the Hall of Fame, but one of the, great, one of the greatest Braves players ever, MVP twice. Twice and in he a hit, row. What, he hit, like, uh, one home run? Hum run Jesus, one home run short of a magic three, number, 399 or 299 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I think he came close and just, anyway, I think it's kind of a shame. All right, pick a John, and we'll give away these uh, four tickets to Monday's game. I'll let y'all pick it. All right, pick a John Boy, you pick a number one John Boy. All right, John Smoltz, we got Johns and John Smoltz. We'll make it a three John day. How about that? A three dog night, divert of a three John day. <clears throat> anyway, John number one has won tickets to see the Braves. Congratulations, Monday night, four tickets for the Monday night game. How about that, John? Awesome, man. Thank uh, you so much, Jeremy. Love the show, buddy. Thank you very much. I pre- appreciate it. Put you on. Oh, Hartford. No, no, no. We tease. We tease. All right, so we'll give away those. In fact, I'll tell you what. Put the other John back on the air. Hey, other John, how's it going? You still with me? Hey, Cameron. Uh, are you a football fan? Hello. I'll tell you what I do. I've got two tickets. Hello. Oh, you can't. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you, Cameron. Okay, I just checking. I have two tickets to the Georgia Tech football home opener in September. Would you be interested in those? Sure, that's great. Excellent. Two Georgia Tech football tickets. We'll put a double John. We'll, uh, thanks, John. Now we got double John and double tickets. There you are. Ta da! Ta da! <laughs> what a country. All right, 140 on News Radio 1067. 844 404 1067. 844 404 1067. Now, uh, a couple of things. The, the case in North Charleston, there is more to the story, but clearly uh, I'm, everybody's pretty much saying, you know, they really didn't, he didn't need to shoot him in the back. Despite the fact that, once again, it started with a guy fighting a cop. It started because the cop pulled him over and the guy fought the cop, okay? All these things that have happened are the guys fighting the cop. That is not to say that they all deserve to die, but if you don't fight a cop, chances are nothing bad's going to happen to you. Anyway, uh, here's what now people are going nuts. The mayor and the chief of uh, North Charleston, South Carolina, are all in agreement. They fired the cop and charged him with murder. So what are the protesters protesting? I mean, what more can he do? They fired the cop and charged him with murder. He's in prison, in jail, waiting trial. So, I mean, it's not like they didn't do anything. They did a lot of things. But there are people who are saying it's guys like Al Sharpton who are making this much, much, much worse. One of the people saying that is a professor... Uh, whose name is Chris Metzler. A lot of African-Americans do believe that the deck is stacked against them because historically we've, of course, had Jim Crow laws. We had, you know, all Anything, of these horrible things, horrible things right. that, that have occurred. Uh, however, here's what's happening. With all of these incidences, what we're hearing is never again. again. What we're seeing is inflamed racial tension, and then we're not seeing any action that occurs as a result of that. 
you have the people, the so-called civil rights leaders, such as Sharpton and others, who are rushing to the scene in a blaze of glory, as it were. And at the end of the day, what happens? Absolutely nothing. And why does Al Sharpton keep showing up? And why do they keep talking to him? And why do they keep putting him on the news? I don't understand. 142 on News Radio 1067. <laughs> There's been a recent wave of gorgeous fashion models found naked and unconscious in laundromats in the West Side. Unfortunately, I was assigned to investigate holdups of neighborhood credit unions. <laughs> All the luck. The Kimmer Now and news, weather, and traffic on your ride home on News Radio 1067. Hello, my name is Charnak the Magnificent. Magnificent. And this portion of our show is brought to you by number 13 at the Augusta National and the Korean Kitchen. Number 13 at the Augusta and the Korean Kitchen. Name two places where you can bite off a dog leg. (laughs) And now here's your host, Kim Peterson. Well, it's golf related, it is the Masters. 150 on News Radio 1067, man. It's only the camera. Newsbreaker Line's coming up, sponsored by the Siding Doctor. Doctor. And this is Def Leppard. Def Leppard said they never, they, you know, collective noun, they never dreamed of being a band going into their fourth decade of music because no one had ever done it back then. Joe Elliott, their singer, says in the late 70s, The Who and The Rolling Stones had been together maybe 15 years, and that seemed like forever, let alone 40 that Def Leppard's been together. But he says Rolling Stones and Paul McCartney will still sell out stadiums, so that proves age doesn't really matter anymore. Def Leppard will tour with Styx and Tesla this summer. And it keeps going and going. 40 years in the biz. The Stones are here in June. That's right, and they've been going for 50. And again, we went at the same Stones concert. Uh, what was that, like 2003 maybe or two, there, 2003 yeah. or four, something like that. And that was great. I mean, uh, Wayne No Offense was uh, fun. That was really a lot of fun. Uh, a couple of birthdays. Actor Dennis Quaid is 61. And uh, actress model Paulina Porotskova. Remember her? Paulina, Paulina Porotskova is 50 today, just for the record. All right, look out, 844-404-1067. It's, eight, it's 151 on News Radio 1067. Didn't she marry the lead singer to the Cars, Rick Ocasek, Paulina Poroskova? Poroskova, she might have. She she was in a movie with um, Magnum. Uh, what's his name? Tom uh, Selleck. Tom Selleck, and she was in She played a, a I, I don't remember. Anyways, uh, she was pretty famous 10, 15, 20 years ago. But whatever. All right, look out, it's only me. It's only the camera. News Radio 1067, 844-404-1067, 844-404-1067. Incidentally, there was a campaign started in North Charleston, South Carolina, to raise money for Officer Slager, who shot, uh, what's his name in the back? Well, GoFundMe has blocked it. The local police association also is deciding not to provide funding for the cops' legal defense, which is sort of interesting. Uh, The executive director of the Law Enforcement Association, the union in their police agency area, says, quote, Officer Slager's case does not meet the criteria needed to provide him with legal representation through the association. So they've dumped out. They're not going to support him or provide him any legal help. And some people tried to make a GoFundMe thing, and that didn't work out because GoFundMe shut him down. There's a different uh, GoFundMe attempt. There's another thing called Indiegogo, I-N-D-I-E, Go-Go, Indiegogo. And we're not sure who's behind the campaign or whether they've raised any money. But it'll, it GoFundMe told them, forget it. They're not going to do it for you. 
So anyway, that's that's the way we go there. All right, eight four 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 zero four ten sixty. And and of course, Al Sharpton related to this wants to have a a, a federal police force. I think he wants to uh, model it after the famous Nazis, as he uh, yeah. thought they were, because they did such good work at cracking down on lawlessness. <laughs> the Nazis. <laughs> 153. Hold on, here's the newsbreaker line. Let's see who's on the old newsbreaker line. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Kim. This is Jerry Seinfeld calling. <laughs> Jerry. It's great to be on the show. Yeah, it's nice to have you aboard. How's it going, Jerry? Well, you've been reading about me, uh, the topping the charts with this rapper whale. Yeah, guy. Wale, they call him. Yeah, the rapper and Jerry. Oh, what's together. his name? I don't even... Wale. <laughs> yeah. I know. I don't even know his name. It's spelled like you know, Wale. Those but... rappers, they all look alike to me. <laughs> <laughs> Names all sound well, alike, do they? <laughs> what's his name? It's Wale, as they call him. Wale. Wale. Okay, yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> I was, you know, my, I kind of roped into it because my wife is a big fan of yes. Wale, wink, wink. <laughs> it reminds me of the time the chemist's final wife demanded he narrate the Shannon Shop highlight reel. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's a first Shannon favorite. Shop, right there. He split the uprights. <laughs> I didn't even realize he was a place kicker. No, wait a minute. <laughs> Let me put it this way. <laughs> no, no, thank you. <laughs> Let me put it that way. Nope, nope. <laughs> You're right about these protesters in North Charleston. It makes no chance. Yeah. Yes, they charge the cop with murder, and they're still protesting. Yeah, protesting. I mean, what do they want, an excuse to loot the Best Buy? I mean, what's going on here? <laughs> Reminds me when George W. executed the murderers of James Bird. He killed them. Yeah, killed them. But they were mad because he didn't charge them with a hate crime. It makes no sense. <laughs> That's right. It's not fair. I killed them. What the hell else do you want from me there? Chachi. Chachi. Tyrone Banks resigned from the state yeah, house. Kevin. Tyrone's out. And man. what I want to know is how are you going to be able to tell? <laughs> Will he show up more often now? <laughs> I can't tell by the workload, I guess. <laughs> I shouldn't joke about Tyrone, you know. Really? He was an influential member of the SCLC. SCLC? Was where he was the honorary lounge chairman. <laughs> <laughs> Tyro's being defended by Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, she is? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Former Governor Roy Barnes. I always get those two confused. Hey, <laughs> partner. I'm the one partner. I mean, guy like Lou Hulshank Granny from the Beverly Hillbillies. I've never seen him in a room together with you. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Missing the dress. NFL has hired Sarah Thomas as the first female official. That's right, first one. Here's a referee that you don't want to catch at the wrong time of the season. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad she's not an NF- NBA official. Well, why mean, is that, sir? Well, by the time they got to the third um, quarter, <laughs> she could be pretty a... cranky. <laughs> <laughs> You'd see the several periods in the game. So. You know, when Sarah throws the flag, she's not going to announce the penalty, Kim. Uh, no, really? It's going to be up to the guy to figure out what the hell they did wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what you did. You find a wife many times. You can't let me finish these things. That's sorry, sir. I have a condition, honey. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's not my fault anymore. <laughs> Thank you, Jerry. 156. Yeah, she's going to make them guess what they did wrong. <laughs> oh, you know what you did. <laughs> the chick ref. I look out. It's only the camera. 156. Quickly to Betty. Got it just a few seconds for the traffic and the news. Hi, Betty. Welcome aboard. Hi, Kimmer. I just wanted to give you a piece of trivia about the deer hunter. Yes, ma'am. Meryl Streep and Fredo were married in real life at the time. Are you serious? I did not yeah, know that. Yeah, she was married to Fredo, and he actually had cancer and was dying. 
in the movie and died right after that right after that show. I think I remember that, but I had no idea they were married and that he was that ill during it. I'll be darned. Well, yeah, Betty, he that's... was really yeah, he was really sick. So oh, just, my. just well, FYI. Thank you. I really very much appreciate it. Learn something every day. That's my motto. 157. It's only me. It's only the camera on News Radio 1067. John Williams from Showcase Photo and Video had lunch over at the Atlanta Botanical Gardens, and he says it's beautiful and picture perfect. He urges everyone who's planning to attend to make sure they come by Showcase to get all your photo gear so you can take amazing pictures of those tulips and beautiful garden. Showcase Photo and Video at the corner of La Vista and Cheshire Bridge, Atlanta's finest photo and video equipment dealer. Visit them at showcaseinc.com or call 404-325-7676. That's 404-325-7676. Showcase photo and video. How the hell are you? It's me, Tony Soprano. And you're listening to a replay of the Kim Peterson Show, a program that's so bad, my nephew Christopher heard it and asked me to suffocate him. Anyway, the Kim is on, noon to three, weekdays on News Radio 1067. The Kimmer grows on people. Well, that's what they like say. Like a mole. Hey, no way. Or cancer. <laughs> yeah, I had that. The Kimmer Show <laughs> on News Radio 1067. <laughs> Thank you. Maria. Hold on, Twain. I'll be right with you, sir. 205. Maria. And it's only the camera. It was 1962. West Side Story won the Academy Awards for Maria. Best Picture. And when I put this down on my list for John Boy, you had never heard of West Side Story, have you? had you? Uh, no. Not at all. And when you started looking, at, did you see the video when you were picking out the songs? See, what I do is I give John Boy a list of all the songs I want and bumper stuff like that. And he goes, finds them on Facebook or whatever. And you must have seen the video. Yeah, I watched one of the uh, fights. <laughs> it's like 40 hairdressers, you know, <laughs> snapping their fingers at each other. <laughs> Ooh, the sharks and the jets, the sharks and the jets. Their moves were very threatening. <laughs> anyway, it was a huge monster hit. Uh, 1962 West Side Story won Academy Award for Best Picture. And for the record, Natalie Wood in this movie and all her movies may have been the most magnificently good-looking woman in the history of the world, but she had no skills as an actress. She was a <laughs> terrible actress. But, man, she was a looker. God, she was beautiful. All right, 206. It's only the camera. News Radio 1067. News Maker Lines coming up, sponsored by The Siding Doctor. You can get our podcast, newsradio1067.com, and look for the Kimmer Show thing. And, and every show from January 1st is on the podcast. Sponsored by Showcase Photo and Video, where I'll be making a rare public appearance May 2nd, Saturday, for a couple hours starting around noon. Showcase photo and video. All right, to, uh, Dwayne's been holding very patiently. Dwayne, thanks. Welcome aboard News Radio 1067. Hello. Yes, sir. You're on the radio. Hi, Hi. Kim. How's it going? Very well. Thanks for holding. I appreciate it. It's all good. Hey, listen, um, I guess maybe I have more, this is more of an inquiry than anything else. All right. You made a comment a little while back um, that uh, in all these cases uh, where you've got police shootings of unarmed black men, um, and I'm paraphrasing now what you're saying, what, what you said. Um, but uh, you said the one common denominator is that these are individuals who fought the police. And nine times out of ten, if you don't fight the police, these types of things wouldn't happen. And then, of course, I give you credit in saying you're not saying all of that to say that um, they were justified in being shot. Right. In, you know, each case, I, you know, I give you credit for that. But um, what I'm wanting to know is whether or not you have information that I don't have or whether um, some other um, news-breaking story has come forth giving more details regarding um, this specific issue, but not just limited to this specific issue in Charleston, but 
Um, the other issue uh, in uh, DeKalb County, where there was a naked, unarmed black man, I don't recall the naked man fighting anyone. I don't recall um, seeing anything on the videotape of this recent incident in Charleston where the, the gentleman was fighting the officer. Right, but did, did you hear the witness? Did you hear the guy who took the video, though? Uh, well, the, the fellow. Well, the video shows from where the where the cop has the taser in him, and the guy's running away. But before that, before the phone video started, the guy who took the video was interviewed on NBC, and he said that they were fighting, and they were. He called him on the floor. He said they were both uh, fighting and struggling on the floor. He meant the ground. Uh, they were fighting and struggling on the floor and on the ground, and that's when the guy, uh, whether or not he went for the cop's taser, I don't know whether that's true, but they were definitely fighting, and they were rolling, you know, fighting, slugging it out on the ground. The guy was fighting okay. the cop. Uh, now, the guy, oh. the naked guy, all I can say about that is I, um, the cops thought, okay, if you, if you believe that an unarmed man still has the capability of killing somebody, then you have to assume that someone has to take the the measure of uh, protecting yourself in all cases, whether he's you know naked or not, or doesn't have a gun or not. You still can't let him come at you to try to kill you. That's a little bit of an iffy case. But the case of Michael Brown, he tried to kill a cop. The case of the guy in New York, the fat guy in New York with the cigarettes, he fought the cops. He fought off the cops, refused to be arrested. And the case of the kid in, in Smyrna with a car trying to run over a cop, that's three. I mean, you know, and the one in, in North Charleston, South Carolina, that's four. He, he fought the cop. So, I mean, I'm not saying they deserve to get shot and killed. All I'm, my, my point was, and I'm, if I said it badly, then I, I take it back. What I meant to say was, and I hope I'm doing it properly, um, incidents that start with fighting the police all all have badness as a result. It doesn't mean that the badness is always justified, but if you're fighting a cop, you have to assume that nothing good is going to come out of it. Can, can we agree on that? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. If you had said it like that, that would be that would be something different. Um, your statement though was more blanketed than that. You know, you you said all of these situations. Uh, the common denominator is that the guys are fighting a cop. Right. I, 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 I wasn't. And as, as for Michael Brown, yeah. I, you know, I agree with you on that. And, and all the other instances, I didn't talk about those purposely. Yeah, I understand. Well, I know again, that I, those I think. Are instances where they, the cop was being fought. I no. did speak specifically, though, of these two incidents. Um, well, the South Carolina case, they were, they were, yeah, he was, they were rolling on the yeah, ground fighting. Know, I didn't know about that, yeah. I, and that's why I said it was more of an. My call was more of an inquiry than anything else, right? Because I didn't know about that. But as far as the naked guy is concerned, um, the only um, counter comment I will make to what you said is I understand uh, where you're coming from as far as uh, someone being naked still being or having the ability to be harmful to you. Plus, he was, a, he was a military a man, trained, so he has some a, skills of some kind. Right, so. but a trained officer should be used, should be using lethal force as a last measure. I, I, we all agree okay. with that, yeah. Again, uh, so, I, so, I mean, Taser, um, Bu- 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 Billy Club, um, let's not mention the fact that they love to talk about their training. Um, why are people afraid of fighting anymore? When I was a kid, we used to go <laughs> That's in, true. In. Everyone's <laughs> afraid of a butt whipping nowadays. I mean, yeah. come on. The man didn't deserve to die. I don't care what he did or didn't do. He's naked. 
And, yes, he may have the ability to still do harm, but you are a trained police officer. You're supposed to be able to know to, 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 to taser. You're supposed to be able to use your billy club. You're supposed right. to be okay. able to do well, it's hand hard, it, it, It's hard to argue so, on that particular case, but my, here's my point. Of all these uh, uh, incidents involving cops and people dying, th- that is the one case that is, is sort of an iffy on the outside of a special circumstances of what happened because he was naked and unarmed, so the whole thing is kind of weird. But but the others are all, you know, guys fighting the cops and in uh, at least two cases trying to kill them. So, well, I, I agree with you about you know, fighting the police. That's not yeah. a, a very good thing. Um, I appreciate you answering my question. One, one other thing I would like to... Uh, okay, I'm running on. short of time, but I'll give you what we have left. Go right ahead. Okay, regarding the protesters... Yes, yeah. you're correct. They, yeah. they, the, the people have acted swiftly. The guys in prison, they have already stated that they commend them for that. Right. The brother um, even said the, they did the right thing too, which I thought right, was the right thing to say. Right. But what, what you what you're seeing though is a result of the paranoia that a lot of black people in America have in regard inflamed to by Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, Eric Holder, and well, I'm not going to even go into that. Well, what I'm going to <laughs> stick to is why you still seeing them out there because we've seen, let's not forget that Rodney King was acquitted based on yeah. stuff being caught on tape, not yeah. Rodney King, but his yeah, the cops yeah. were first acquitted. Yeah. Okay. The, uh, the, 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 we videotape means nothing. As well, far that's as not the situation is concerned, and they want to make sure that there is a conviction. They want to make sure that right, but that's not the job well. of people to make sure someone's convicted. It's the job of the jury to make sure whether they're not convicted. I've got to go. I'm so late, but I'm glad you called, and I thank you. I don't mean to be rude and abrupt, I but you had a pretty rough time. Yes, yeah, I it was pretty bad. Cigarette? Yes, I know. <laughs> the Kimmer now and news, weather, and traffic on your ride home on News Radio 106.7. <laughs> this is your formerly alive announcer, Don Pardo. Thank you, Don. And this portion of the Kim Peterson Show yes. is brought to you by yes, yes. the Atlanta Hawks. No. Look for their playoff games <laughs> on Court TV. <laughs> and now here's your host, Thank you. Kim Thank Peterson. Thank you so much. By the way, the newly rebuilt uh, Astro, newly built Astrodome in Houston featured its first baseball game, Astros and Yankees, on this day in 1965. The Astros won in 12 innings, 2-1. to one. And now, holy crap, it's sports! And P.J. Miss! Bunch on the infield against Przinsky, who hits one deep to right field. Stanton retreating onto the dirt, at the wall, gone! Don't! A.J. Przinsky! And the Braves have the lead 2-0 here in the seventh inning. Jim Powell, you heard right here on your FM home of the Atlanta Braves. Your first place Braves are 3-0 after sweeping in Miami. Shutting out the Marlins last night 2-0 is A.J., that two-run dinger. Shelby Miller, a winner in his Braves debut. Excellent. And the home opener against the Mets. How about those Mets? <laughs> I don't yeah, Don't start you. with me in those mats. Yeah. Tomorrow night, a big deal will be held before the game for the 50th anniversary of the Braves playing in Atlanta. So get to your seat by 645. You don't want to miss it. I understand that former Braves shortstop Larvell Sugar Bear Blanks will not throw out the first pitch, uh. <laughs> but maybe Biff Pokoroba will. You know, and as we were mentioning this morning, good point. The Braves are, are already undefeated. They've mm-hmm. won their first three-game series of the... 
The Braves could be really fun to watch this year. Fun. What are people talking about? I mean, what? So, unless maybe they lose 85 games. So, it's still baseball. It's still your Braves. And it's still another team. You know, if you don't watch the Braves, watch the team they're playing come in. I mean, I'm why don't you not support the Braves? Yeah. I mean, my God. Anyway. Your first place Atlanta Hawks won in Brooklyn last night. There are a few sights less appealing than seeing Joe Johnson miss a three-pointer at the buzzer <laughs> that would have won the game. Yeah. I could watch the faces of New York City fans who see their team lose on a continuous loop. <laughs> it is kind of special. It brings it? me joy. <laughs> anyway, the Hawks Is that won. the Russian guy? Yeah, it's a Russian guy. Yeah, that's Russian, right? yeah. Russia, is this Russian? Russia is in Russia. <laughs> the Hawks won despite not having Pero Antic and Tabo Cephalosha. Oh. Both players say charges they block police from a crime scene at a nightclub are untrue and they're going to fight them. Oh, boy. Police say Cephalosha resisted arrest and it took several officers to bring him down. So <laughs> fighting things is not the problem. It's not a trap. Their quote, as members of the Atlanta Hawks, we hold ourselves to a high standard and take our roles as professionals very seriously, end quote. <laughs> Professional what? Now, if they said this any other year but this year, we would have laughed. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We're still up. Uh, the Masters is underway. Yes. Uh, the opening ceremony was wider than Icelandic mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> but here's your leaderboard right now. Dustin Hoffman is leading right now at five under. Dustin he's, Hoffman? Yeah, he's I think with, that's uh, Dustin Johnson. I don't know. Uh, or some, Charlie Hoffman. Oh, Charlie Hoffman. He's tied with Pete Rose here, I think. Uh, no, Justin. I don't think it's uh, Justin Rose. And right better. one shot behind him, Don Henley. No, not Don Henley. It would be... Uh, Is it another guy named Henley? Yeah, Chris, had John, Chris Henley or something. Chris Henley? Yeah, okay. Little uh, fella. Mickelson, by the way, is minus two, so he's doing okay. Good. Good. Uh, so why did Bubba Watson serve for the Masters Club dinner two nights ago? That's right. Hey, Grandpa! What's for supper? <laughs> they began with Caesar salad served with corn muffins. Who made the salad? Caesar made the Caesar. salad. Caesar. The entree was grilled chicken breast with green beans, corn, mashed taters, and mac and cheese. He did that the last time he won mm, the Masters. Yeah. That's the same dinner he did last time. Bubba. For dessert, confetti cake a la mode, vanilla ice cream. The golfers were stuffed, but Bubba couldn't resist making them eat just one more thing. It's only a waffle thing. Yeah, I couldn't eat another thing. I'm absolutely stuffed. Buggle horse. That, that was Nick Faldo there. Thanks for helping so the like, uh, John Day. And remember all the news about Michigan not wanting to play the movie American Sniper? Yeah. It might offend the uh, Muslims. Yeah. Uh, Wolverines coach Jim Harbaugh says nuts to that. He tweeted, Michigan football will watch American Sniper, proud of Chris Kyle, and proud to be an American. And if that offends anybody, then so be it. And they, by the way, the university has changed its mind after getting feedback that they're a bunch of freaking idiot commie-loving you know, Muslim-loving, America-hating scuzz bags, <laughs> University of Michigan for crying out loud. So they're going to play it after all, yeah. but they're not going to play it in the big... Th- they're going to move it to a different location. You know what movie they're going to play instead? What was that? Paddington. Oh, jeez. I love it. <laughs> 223. I hold everything. I got Stan and Phil. Guys, I hate to do this, but I got to get a newsmaker line on it. They're going to complain about me, and I'll get you next coming up. But first, uh, good afternoon. Kevin, this is Charles Barkley calling. Hey, Charles, how you doing, sir? I don't normally weigh in on foreign policy, but these Iranian leaders are terrible. They're knuckleheads. <laughs> they can't be trusted. <laughs> they can't be trusted. This Hussein Rouhani guy already yeah. done changed the deal he made with put it That's right. the fact, yeah. you know. He said he wants all the sanctions lifted or he's not signing. I mean, change the deal after the fact. Now, here's something that Kim and P. Davis wouldn't know nothing about, you know. <laughs> what did Rudy do? Promise to build Obama a new studio or something? <laughs> we, we thought we had a deal. They told us we had a deal. I... He swore he'd get rid of that Ayatollah guy, but he hired him, man. I mean, it's terrible what these people do. I guess everybody's doing the cross fingers behind their back trick. I don't know. I... <laughs> Especially when it comes to the Kimmel, yeah, man. apparently. Man, I'm worried about the Atlanta Hawks, Kimmel. Are you, sir? Really worried? Well, you know, last time I checked, it ain't easy to shoot three 
three-pointers and handcuffs, man. <laughs> Although Herman Cain has learned to write a check in a pair of them, but that's the whole story. <laughs> How do you spell our baby again? <laughs> yeah, that's a police auxiliary fund. Uh... I'll put Shucky Duck in the subject line. That way Mrs. Amy Cain won't know what the hell is about. Is it true that Coach Budenholzer held a team meeting last night at one police plaza? That's what I heard. <laughs> So. You know those Atlanta Hawk players yeah. who are arrested for obstructing justice after yeah. witnessing a stabbing up in New York City. Yeah, New York. You know, it's too bad that neither one of them had the bloody knife in their hand, then D.A. Paul Curly Howard would have gotten all the charges dropped. <laughs> That's right. Like really You know honest. the difference between the Fulton County D.A.'s office and the Jerry Lewis telethon? No, I don't, sir. I don't know. That. I don't remember that one either. We yeah. maybe need to move <laughs> on. <laughs> this GOP presidential race be heating up, Camel. Is that right? I heard yesterday Savannah Guthrie let Rand Paul have it. I mean, I know she's a slut and all of, <laughs> I know, I know that she's a student of the Cassine no, Reed God, the family planning with a <laughs> wedding shower and a baby shower on the same day. And by the way, what a cute little bastard. But Santa Ana no, Guthrie, no, you're telling me. No, sir. She actually let Rand Paul have it no, on they, national no, TV. No, they were, Did they bring in a stepladder so little Rand they, could they were mount a defense to the... It was oh, wait a, a verbal minute. battle, sir. A ver- oh, they just let him verbally, verbally have it. Ver- oh, he ver- arguing. She verbally were, let yeah, him have yeah, it. I'm sorry. That's a really good thing, Kemmer, (laughs) because, you know, it would have upset Mrs. Paul. Is that right? And speaking of Mrs. Paul, I'd like to say good afternoon (laughs) to all the ladies in the chemistry. I don't know why. Oh, I remember now. (laughs) Yes, sir. I remember at the DA office of Paul Howard, everybody walked. (laughs) I knew. (laughs) Sometimes it's better to save those for later, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Charles Barkley. Look out. Coming up, Stan the Man, my official, unofficial black guy, and Phil. And we'll talk more about this police business. The Secret Service fellow accused of being a little too flirty with a girl at work. And uh, the GoFundMe, Sharpton National Police, NASA scientist says we'll get proof for sure within the next 20 years that there is life outside our galaxy. Coming up, 227 with a Kimmer on News Radio 1067. This is Jerry Seinfeld. And why are you listening to a replay of the Kimmer Show? Don't forget, the Kimmer's on Monday through Friday, noon to 3, on News Radio 1067. So don't forget to miss it! This is Marv Albert, and this portion of the Kimmer Show is brought to you by the Atlanta Hawks. Don't forget, Hawk fans, Friday is autographed mugshot night. Yes! (laughs) And now here's your host, the Kimmer. Good if it goes. Actually, that was Hot Rod Huntley made that phrase famous. Good if it goes. Old Hot Rod. All right, look out. It's so nice to know him and Butch Van Bredikoff. I hung around with them a little bit. Butch Van Bredikoff, the former coach of the New Orleans Jazz basketball team that moved, uh, never wore anything but shorts. He wore Bermuda shorts, period, and usually a T-shirt and flip-flops. And that was that's what, his, that's what he wore. If he went to the Chamber of Commerce to be honored for luncheon, he was wearing shorts and flip-flops. That's just unbelievable. Anyway, 2.35, it's only the Kimmer. This is Van Morrison. And he's about to be given the highest honor by the Songwriters Hall of Fame in New York, the Johnny Mercer Award. The award given to the songwriter already inducted to a stellar body of work. He was inducted to this famous group in 2003, apparently. So there you go. 
Oh, look out. It's only me. It's only the Kimmer. News Radio 1067-844-404-1067-236. Let's call it. Now, uh, Stan, thank you for holding. Stan, my official, unofficial black guy. I really appreciate your patience. I know you've been on for a long time, and, and uh, I'm very grateful. How's it going, sir? Hello? Hello? Oh, crap. Can we not? Can you hear me now? I hear you. I hear you Son, now. What the hell's going on? We still have a little issue here, but let's pretend we don't have one. We'll just pretend, and then maybe it'll go away. Okay, good. Anyway, Stan, I'm sorry. How's it going? What's up, sir? Oh, that's, I'm doing all right. I, I, look, I recognize you in a van by the river, so I, 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 I'm cool. <laughs> we have issues. Hey, but, yes, sir. Yeah, the, the, uh, the last caller, uh, he made some good points, you know, talking about how back in the day, uh, you had to be able to use your hands. You know, it, it was it was something that was almost like a, a, a rite of passage. Yeah. You know, and uh, uh, the most I've seen on the streets back then, if, if I'm unless I was naive, was knives. You know, today everybody has guns. Yeah. And that was that's that now that's what what I'm trying to get to. My point being, now I thought officers were trained to to uh, uh, have hand to hand combat, and it seemed like all they want to do was pull out their guns. Now they're like trained killers instead of uh, law defenders or being able to fight. Well, again, you know, if we... Okay, uh, two no, things. First of all, you know, that, the, that the, these incidents are extremely rare. If you take a police officer everywhere in America is on duty 24 hours every single minute of every single day, around the clock, every day of the year. Of all those minutes of police activity, doing things, interacting with people, solving crimes, chasing criminals, investigating crimes, stuff like that, of all those minutes, of all those years and all those hours... We have, uh, you know, like three or four incidents, uh, four incidents that are on top of our minds now, three of them where the guys tried to kill a cop, the fourth one where the guy fought with a cop in North Charleston and then was running away and got shot. That's one case where they he still fought with a cop. And, he, and, but, and he, you know, there's, uh, it's hard to explain or to justify how he got shot in the back, a guy shooting on him eight times. But still, it started with him fighting a cop. And, you know, it's just, those, okay, but these well, are rare not, incidents, Dan. This is, it, the, the, the problem is the video. Social media, cell phone captured that incident. And when it captured the incident, it's all over the Internet and it's all over the news. And all of a sudden, everybody's saying, oh, my God, you know, these police are going crazy. They're killing everybody. No, they're not. I mean, this is one well, case out of a wrong, trillion, you know. Don't get me wrong. I'm not indicting the entire police uh, community. Yeah, I understand. I know it's only a few. But my point is. When you talk about them fighting, okay, somebody, uh, 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 you know, wants to get into a fight with the police right. officer. My understanding was the police also were trained to be able to handle that. Well, that's that true, but, well. but but let's look. Remember the uh, the courthouse shooting. We had the anniversary of the courthouse shooting uh, last week, I believe it was, and uh, and it all started because that rapist overpowered a a, 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 a a sheriff's deputy and took her gun. And you know she couldn't fight back strong enough. He overpowered her barehanded and took her gun and murdered uh, several people. So again, you know, just because you don't have a gun on you doesn't mean you're not dangerous. And uh, you know, cops' first duty is to get home at night. You know, right. serve the you know serve and protect the community. But your, his first goal is to get home at night. And if someone's coming at you, you know, it's just well, you know if it didn't well, start like with said, a fight, my, there wouldn't my, be an issue. My whole thing is I, I, I agree you shouldn't be fighting the cops. I wouldn't fight the cops, yeah. you know, but my point is I thought they were trained to be able to handle somebody that's coming at them because, yeah. to me, to be trained to do that would give you an advantage over somebody that's possibly not trained because these days, I guarantee you, half the people can't fight. That's why everybody got guns. Well, I think you had a point there, Stan. I'm very glad you called, my friend. I appreciate it. Oh, wait, hold on a second. You know, an unusually late live edition of the old Newsmaker line. Uh, good afternoon. 
Good afternoon, Kimma, <laughs> from the great beyond. Oh, my this goodness. This is Bobby Jones calling. Oh, the, it's great to be on the show. The, the greatest amateur golfer and one of the finest golfers in the history of the world. Mr. Jones, it's an honor, sir. Well, we have a new sponsor for my annual Masters Update oh, from excellent, under sir. the Augusta National Golf Course. Yes, sir, a new sponsor. Yes. This edition of Bobby Jones Almost Live <laughs> is brought to you by... The Brookhaven Cherry Blossom Festival. <laughs> Could you move six feet to the right there, Lakeisha, so we can get you out of the shot? <laughs> Quintavious, you're too close. <laughs> Augusta National just hired former Brookhaven Communication Director Rosemary Taylor, who agrees with me and Judge Smales that some people just don't belong. <laughs> no, wait a minute. <laughs> Rosemary's first duty will be to somehow airbrush Condoleezza Rice's picture out of the membership directory. I don't know how that one fell through the cracks. They forgot to run it by me, Bobby Jones. Yes, I'll tell you that. I forgot that. Yes. Well, I'm watching ESPN and the Golf Channel, Kim. Yes, sir. Yes, Apparently, sir. there's no news to report from Augusta. Because <laughs> Tiger, You know, because Tiger Woods, the son of God, hasn't teed off yet. So, I mean, why bother talking they, about they, it? They, ESPN he must figure Tiger's the only player with any juice. <laughs> you see, he injected it in injected his right juice butt before he went into the course there. Yes, it didn't juice. I'm throwing him to you him. underhanded, you know. By the way, these are all known as jokes. <laughs> Why does Tiger Woods, the son of God, get a pass on steroids while Lance Armstrong has continued to have to eat crow long after breaking up with the aging Palomino singer Cheryl something? Last time I saw a mouth like that, there was a bit in it. <laughs> No wonder Lance called his first uh, night with Cheryl a night of unbridled passion. Unbridled. unbridled. <laughs> I'm throwing these to you underhanded yes, you and you're are, not sir. catching We're them. We're very grateful, though. <laughs> but the Nike, I love what I love about yes, the Golf Channel, Kim, yes, is yes. in these Nike Tour dropouts, Trip Eisenhower, Charlie Rama, and Brandel Chambly telling us what it's going to take to win. <laughs> right. You know, would... like they'd have to know. How would they figure that out? <laughs> Be like the Kimmer giving a seminar on keeping your house. Yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> I make key doesn't work. <laughs> Honey. <laughs> this week at the Marriott, Kim Peterson tells you how to enforce the terms of your contract. <laughs> I got a room in the back. How to get your show promoted by Kim Peterson. <laughs> there you go. Things that aren't going to happen for 100, Alex. <laughs> no, I'm the Kimmer, and I'll tell you how to win in divorce court. <laughs> I knew I had a book in me somewhere. <laughs> Seminars that'll never exist for a hundred. So Alex. much, Mr. Bobby. And Jones. you know, I get a lot of hard time for yeah. being an uninclusive kind of guy, but I yeah. just want to say this after yes, years sir. of reflection, Kemma. Yes, yes, sir. I believe that women have added so much to the game of golf. Really, have they? Wow. Yeah, like two and a half hours to the average round. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're young, honey. <laughs> Hit it. <laughs> Thank you, Bobby. Bobby Jones. Hey, you're that black guy I saw in the news conference, ain't you? Uh, yeah, that's me. This is car 15. I've got to need backup. I've got a stolen vehicle here. <laughs> but this is my car. Suspect's getting belligerent. What? Officer down. <laughs> the Kimmer Now and news, weather, and traffic on your ride home. Here we go. News Radio 1067. And bye.
I'm Bob Schieffer, and this portion of the Kimmer Show is brought to you by Face the Nation, where I prove that when it comes to ratings, I'm just a regular guy. (laughs) And yes, Larry, I would like to supersize. And now here's your host, Kim Peterson. Bob Schieffer's retiring from CBS News after all these videos. And it's only me, 251. Hold on, Tanya. you got news regulations coming up here on News Radio 1067. And Justin Bieber got a little handsy with Ariana Grande last night at a performance in L.A. at the Forum. Uh, Ariana Grande, who, by the way, is a dish. I mean, she is spectacularly attractive. Well, on the stage showed up uh, Justin Bieber as a kind of a surprise, and then they sang the song together, As Long As You Love Me. And at the end of the song, Justin Bieber called her over, told her to stand in front of him, and then he groped her with his hands around her uh, lower belly area. Well, in the audience was this fellow, Big Sean. Big Sean was not amused. Big Sean is Ariana Grande's boyfriend. So he tweeted, uh, this kid is about to learn not to touch my girl like that. <laughs> we don't know whether he went after and beat him. He had to take down the, the tweet, though. Anyway, Justin Bieber. Uh, Bieber. Bieber. Bobber. Bieber. Justin Bieber. I had 252. All right, a quick news break line, and we'll get to Tanya coming up. Uh, good afternoon. I grew up in Brooklyn. My mama used to make blueberry pie. I'd sneak and eat the pie, get it all over my face. This is Al Sharpton calling camera. Rambling and how you doing, Al? Why are you making fun of my idea of a national police force? I think it's a great idea. Do you? Uh-huh. I mean, I've already paid good money to have Value City design the uniforms. <laughs> I feel forget the men in blue, the Al Sharpton police force will be the men's in lavender. Can I? We're going to have a matching crown freshener for the squad car and a rent-to-own CB radio. It'll be great. You're going to have those little high heels with a goldfish in the bottom there? Hey, let me write that down. It's a great idea. Oh, by the way, by men in lavender, I didn't mean the bridesmaids at the Bam Manilow uh, wedding either, you know. I understand Kevin Spacey caught the bouquet. <laughs> No, it's National Police Force. It's going to be great, Kimmel. We great. got a new slogan for the Obama Shopton National Police Force. Oh, what would that be called, sir? Don't shoot till you see the whites. <laughs> <laughs> I heard our newscast representative Tyrone Brooks yeah. resign and is expected to plead guilty to spending money milk for a charity. Yeah, charity. Who the hell does Tyrone think he is? Sean Hannity or something? <laughs> I mean, at least Tyrone didn't steal from wounded soldiers or nothing, you know? <laughs> I understand Tyrone Brooks turned out an offer from the prosecution for a work release, Kim. Is that right? Turn it down. I think it was the work part that Tyrone <laughs> objected to. If it had been a nap release, a recline release, a shrub-off release, you know, a Gold brick release or a loaf release. You might have a loaf release. <laughs> Slough off release. You know, Tyrone got his own new breakfast sandwich over there at McDonald's. He has a new breakfast sandwich? What's yeah, that? Yeah, it's called a Do Nothing McMuffin, man. It's great. You should try it sometime, you know. I think they even got it in Blue Bear or something. Yeah. But anyway, before I go on a serious note, yes, sir. I want you to remember these words of wisdom yeah. from Al Shop. All right, sir. We much resist, but resist we much. 
We must and we mill much about that. We much and much we will. Never forget. <laughs> Gotta write that down. Great Thanks, to be on the Reverend. Show. Yeah, really great to have you aboard. Oops, Daisy. <laughs> Look out, it's only me. 254. It's only the kiver. Kind of running out of time. But let's get Tanya's been holding on. Appreciate your patience, Tanya. Nice to have you aboard with the uh, Kimmer program. Hi, Tanya. What's going on? I just wanted to make, a, I think it's important to make a general comment regarding the police civilian situation. Yes, ma'am. And sort of dovetailing um, from the previous gentleman's conversation. Um, you know, it's important. We have to first stop at the first thing and understand that laws and statutes are, are meant to be followed. We also have to understand that the person who is in authoritative the position of upholding that law has a character and a personality. And we don't always know what that is, True. but we're still held to be able to submit to the law. And because we don't know the character behind the person who is in authority, we need to be lawful. Yeah. I mean, that's just that's that's the only way to look at it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I absolutely Before we do. talk about who did this and he was about that and the cop is wrong sometimes, the civilian's wrong. Hey, we're all mixed up. But what will we stop? we got to stop and think. And nobody shares this. Yeah. Stop and understand statutes and laws are created yeah. clearly to be submitted to despite who you are. And Great when point. they're not, you open yourself up to the probability of unfair treatment. And you've got to realize that. That's, that. A, that's a great way to put it. Uh, it's, it. it's extremely eloquent. I think you're exactly on point. And, it, you know, if we, if we all took responsibility for our yes. actions, including if we do something wrong, and this is, yes. I try to, in terms of character for children, kids have to know if they do something wrong, deal with it, accept it, do it honestly, openly, and deal with it, and go on and make the mistake never again. But I'll take responsibility for your actions at all times. Exactly. Tanya, I'm and so glad you called. The- I'm so upset, Daisy. I'm sorry we had to come. We got, it's, 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 because it's, it's the news people. It's the respectability. I was like, oh, God, that my ankles, bleeding my ankles. You suck. This is Catherine Hepburn, and thank you for listening to a replay of the Kim Peterson Show. The Kim is my knight in shining armor. Listen to him Monday through Friday, noon to three, on News Radio 1067, you old poop. The Kimmer Show podcast is proudly brought to you by Showcase Photo and Video. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.